going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Go ahead and give me the electric chair. You're in my head right now. I am guilty. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I swear, folks, I'm not going to apologize for my subconscious, but I'm not going to verbalize it either. I'm not going to put out there all of these weird dreams I've been having lately, all these nighttime dreams, these daydreams. And joining me at this moment, Seth Spotlow. Woo! Not enough. Enough. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Turn me I'm up some, well. please. Yeah, turn you up some? Yeah. yeah you, okay. There it is. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I turned that down because I wasn't sure of the lyrics on this song. But I do like the guitar solo. Me too, man. I love it. Totally Batman. Yeah. Jack, Jack Nicholson, Joker. It's a weird combination. Like uh, how it was like Tim Burton, but then we're going to have Prince as the guy doing the music. It was odd. But it worked so well. It did work. Because it's artsy music, and then, like, they were in an art, just, like, ruining the art. I mean, it was... Good stuff. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah. um, Tonight, I am on the edge of being a bit delirious. It's one of those uh, days where I'm working about... Off of about four and a half hours of sleep. And I did it to myself. Like, I could have slept in today. But I, I want to keep the routine. And you got on here at, like, nine, right? Yeah, to hang out with Baron. Yeah, I, I heard you some this morning when I was down south. Yeah, yeah, we're having fun all day today. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I'm going to be fine. Like, I'm just letting folks know who the hell knows what I'm going to say. I want to start with this. Number one, I've forgotten a few things. Because I only have an hour in the evening to talk about what I want to talk about. And there are a few things that have happened this week. I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to mention it. I did not watch the Emmys. It wasn't out of some protest it was just like I saw that the Emmys were going to be on, and I'm like, nah, I'd rather, well, I'll let my friends and roommates put on Monday Night Football, watch that for a little bit, and I'd rather, I've been on a big and practical Joker's kick. Love that damn show. You ever watched it? Yeah, I've watched a little bit you, of it. You don't like it? That's uh, okay. You got to get into it. Yeah, and I mean, I give it to the guys because they've been doing it since they were little. Yeah, they have something like 700-something episodes. I don't know exactly how many episodes. but I mean, all the guys have been best friends since, like, high school. Right, and I I like that crap. I think I'd be pretty good at some of those games. This job is preparing me to just say whatever to people. Oh, you got to be quick, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But I've been, I'd rather watch that than the Emmys, or football than the Emmys, or wrestling than the Emmys. I didn't even know they were on, man. Exactly. I mean, you, Sunday night, I watched the new episodes of Family Guy, and they were talking about them not getting a, an Emmy. There are new episodes of Family Guy? Oh, I yeah. didn't even know. What is the, uh, speaking of Seth MacFarlane, when is the what is the the Orville? Yeah, Orville. You haven't watched any of that? Oh, I have. I love it. When does that come back out? 
I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen I'm anything waiting. about it yet. I heard that they renewed it. But Oh, really? Yeah, but Sweet. I want to see season two. For folks who don't know what we're talking about, the Orville is like Seth MacFarlane, the guy that does Family Guy. He stars in it, like, and it's mm-hmm. live action. And it's essentially Star Trek, but a bit funnier. It's not always just funny, though. They still have some... It's like a dramedy thing going on. It's good. It's silly as hell. And uh, Seth MacFarlane, he's good, man. Yeah, just think of a Family Guy version of Star Trek live action. It's great. And sometimes some of the episodes are actually kept in the spirit of Star Trek. Like, it's a cool philosophical concept or it's like you know a little mind-blowing like some black mirror stuff but then it's also stupid like you know you because you can play with things when it's aliens in your storylines like a bunch of them like sitting around a table in the cafeteria or the mess and uh this one guy's like i can eat anything he's <laughs> like can you eat this glass yeah no hold on i got a cactus in my room and like he's just eating things it's just silly Good fun. And I hope it comes back out soon. The aliens that, uh, like, are all males. Yeah, that's and the then, one I'm talking That's yeah. the guy I'm talking about. I can't they, remember his name. And they have, like, an egg. Yeah. And then it grows, and the baby, like, hatches to be a girl. Yeah. And they want to get rid of it because it's a girl. Right. It's a good episode. Yeah. It's actually interesting. And, well, and then they have their own, like, marital troubles. Like... <laughs> Like you aren't paying attention to me and our child. <laughs> and it's funny to see like two like alien. They're almost like takeoff on Cleons. Yeah, yeah, they're Cleons. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's like you aren't uh, computer. Give me something to cheer me up. What does Earth do? Well, try ice cream. What type of flavors of ice cream? Well, you should try Rocky Road. So he gets a big bowl of Rocky Road, put on something that will make me happy. And it just jumps to, I am 16, going on 17. He's just eating his Rocky Road <laughs> like a woman. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch the Emmys. I watch some TV when I can. Didn't watch the Emmys. But as I looked on social media, Instagram in particular, the morning after the Emmys, I noticed something. Have you ever watched Atlanta? Donald Glover show on FX? ATL? Yeah. No, I haven't. I've watched a little bit. I haven't watched that much. But there's one episode I want to go check out. And I think it was in season two. And it's the episode with a character named Teddy Perkins. And Teddy Perkins is Donald Glover. um, But he is in whiteface. Almost like what Sammy Sosa did to himself with like the... You know the skin staining, or and Michael Jackson almost in a way. Did it work? Yeah. Oh no, it's very creepy. And Glover stayed in character the whole time they were filming that episode, and it was really freaking people out. They're like, "How do you talk to this guy?" Because the character Teddy Perkins is creepy as hell, man. <laughs> That's not He's hard to make a white really, guy creepy. No, as soon as like I think the story in that episode starts where one of the regulars is like, "I got to go pick up a piano at this old mansion." Uh, for the studio or something. And uh, and he shows up and it's just, oh, I'm, hi, I'm Teddy. And it's like a weird mm. vibe. And it breaks with the most of the episodes. Atlanta's, you know, it has a pretty standard format. That episode, they decided to make it a horror film. Really? And there are all these reviews saying that's like one of the best pieces of television, most interesting, well shot pieces of television that's been out there in, in years. That dude is really likable. Danny yeah. Glover? Donald. Donald. Danny. Danny Glover? No, it's, we're Donald. not talking Operation Dumbo Drop, man. Operation Dumbo? I was thinking Predator Part no, 2. I'm not thinking Predator. <laughs> By the way, that is no longer the worst Predator movie. 
Apparently, based on reviews. You, well, you saw the new I didn't Predator. get to see it, man. Oh, you I, didn't? I had uh, a bunch of stuff come up. Oh, my, man. My boss had surgery, and I had to watch his kids for him. Okay. So, and that's what happened to me last week. Thanks for the invites Thursday and Friday, and I was bummed I couldn't make it. Yeah. But uh, I did the right thing, you know. No, I understand. Well, no, and it works out. Old Donald Glover was on uh, SNL Saturday. Okay, nice. But here, I'm, I'm winding all this up. All right, go. To the Emmys. I didn't... Teddy Perkins... Was in the front row at the Emmys. <laughs> really? Yeah. People are like, why is Teddy Perkins at the Emmys? And it's like, is Donald Glover in character? But then they took a picture with Teddy Perkins and Donald Glover, so they put somebody else in it. And it was just, I love it when celebrities kind of mess with these award shows. Because Donald Glover knew he was up for five Emmys. So he's like, let's just have Teddy Perkins, this creepy, weird, white face guy, like sit in the front row with it, have everybody just like, stare at him going, what the hell is that? That's awesome. And I just love stuff like that. You remember the South Park thing, right? Yeah, I remember South Park, but what thing are you talking about? No, it's when the creators, uh, Trey and Matt, mm-hmm. they were up for an Oscar for the song Blame Canada. Okay. For South Park, Bigger and Uncut, the, mm-hmm. the movie they came out with years ago. And so they're going to the red carpet, and of course they are like, anti-establishment, anti-Hollywood establishment, and really are one of the few people who have been 20-something seasons now, 20-something years of South Park, who are not beholden to a studio. Like, Comedy Central pretty much lets them do what they want to do. Oh, yeah, it's like The Simpsons and Fox. Exactly. It was in the contract that we can talk all the trash about you. We want It's Simpsons, it's South Park, and it's wrestling. Like, 20-something years, they've been, Raw's been going on 25 years. So they are like, we got to mess with the Oscars. We got to mess with the Academy. So what they decided to do is wear really nice evening gowns. They wore, (laughs) these two men wore dresses. And before they went onto the red carpet, they dropped acid. Oh my goodness gracious. And the way they described it is for anybody who's ever done psychedelics, and I've never tried acid, but when you change rooms... When you change environments, say like you're at your house, you go into the backyard, or you go from the living room into your bedroom. When you change, like you cross a threshold into a different and environment, it really is a threshold. It, it, when you are on these types of drugs, it it's like going into a different world. Like it's it, your mind it elevates. Like when you are living your normal life, you you can think about it. Like I go from my living room to my room, it is a different environment. And if you really think about it and pay attention to it, your mind changes when you're in a different space. And that's heightened when you're apparently on these things. So they said, at, they're like in their evening gowns, like not clean shaven at all, just looking like normal dudes, but wearing dresses. And tripping. And they said they pull up and they push open the door from the limo and as soon as I step out it was like boom rocket into space all these cameras up but they had made a pact beforehand and they stuck to it that getting their tripping like crazy but whenever a reporter or anybody asked them why are y'all wearing dresses their response was oh it's just such a magical evening <laughs> wow <laughs> they wouldn't answer I just love Stunts like that—that's <laughs> great. I love—I love that stuff. Maybe that's the iconoclast in me or the contrarian in me. It's just to have the cojones to uh, do that and stick it to these important people, full of pomp and circumstance. You've it's got great. to if you—if you got the chance, do it. And it's great because you don't have to do, go something all crazy outrageous. 
Right. But when you something subtle, just a little. And it works great. But they said the joke was on them because they didn't, they then had to sit through a three-something-hour Oscars performance high on acid. Wow. I bet that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they got through it without a scene or doing anything weird. They just sat in their chairs, like, freaking out. And it's just odd. Like, odd. But, okay, so that was the Emmys thing. Saw the Teddy Perkins thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot to talk about that earlier this week. Uh, the next thing, it's this new craze in politics. You know, the partisanship, I think, is a, a mental disorder. I really do think it is uh, when you root for a particular team so much, you get blinded from the truth. And then you not only get blinded from the truth, you are become gullible in a particular way. You become a mark in a particular way where you're highly sensitive to certain things. And I get this. I've gotten this when I like hang out with my dad, and he's been watching Fox News too much. And I mention, like... Well, for the sake of argument, Dad, why don't we say climate change and human-made anthropological climate change is plausible? Just for the sake of argument. I'm not saying it is, which would lead me to a point of, if it's true, why do we need to use the government to solve the problem? Why can't we use the free market and nonprofits, things other than the government, which is where I like to have the argument with people on the left. But as soon as I say, let's say for the sake of argument, climate change is true. My dad starts screaming about Al Gore. I'm like, hey, like, I get it. I don't like Al Gore either. I think he's full of crap. I get it, man. So people get really sensitive to this stuff. And a big sensitivity, obviously, on the left. It's a noble one, and I'm not going to deny that. But everything today is racist. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything is racist. And the, the racist has turned into, uh, what is it, sexist? Oh, there's sexism, there's uh, homophobia, transphobia, there's all the different... Uh, I don't really know why it's classified as phobias. I mean, I have heard some people talk about that stuff. It's like, okay, that could be classified as a phobia, maybe. But for the most part, the people just disagree. And fair enough, culture's changing. This always goes on. There's going to be growing pains. There's going to be, maybe it'll move back. Who knows? This is why there's a big fight. But let's just say people on the left are very sensitive to... Oh, don't you dare say something or do something or even suggest do a dog whistle that would be bigoted in any particular way. So there's this new thing going on, and I think it started with people on 4chan, where they're like, I bet you we can convince people, these idiots online who are hypersensitive, these effing marks, okay, hold on. that this symbol, the <laughs> okay symbol, uh-huh. You know, I'm putting my pointer finger and my thumb together into a circle, and the other three fingers are up, and it's like, okay, like you, I've done that before. I think people play a game like Major Look. Yeah, They're, that game's been going on for decades. Uh huh. Does it mean anything? I, I've just, I mean, it just no, it just means okay. Oh, no, but the people, the alt right crap posters. I wish I could say the actual word. The shaving cream posters are uh, going, I bet you we can convince people that this means white power. Oh. So it led to, um, It's first I saw the outrage with the Kavanaugh hearings as they're going on. There's a woman uh, who works for Homeland Security for Donald Trump named Lena something. And 
she's sitting right behind Kavanaugh. So all the TV cameras that are being broadcast all over national television are on her. They're on Kavanaugh, but she's right behind him. Mm-hmm. And I think she was texting with her husband. So she put that OK symbol like on her leg. And people all over the internet, like Zelina so-and-so from Donald Trump's administration, is giving the white power secret symbol to all the Trump's racist base. Ah. Well, here's the thing. Zelina, whatever her name, is uh, Jewish, half Jewish, half Mexican. So it'd be weird if she was, you know, a white supremacist. It'd be a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, but she was just playing a game with her husband. Like, yeah, okay, I can see you on TV. Uh Hi. Yeah. And it's just constantly, it's like, how did that become a a, a point for argument? And this goes back to my point that when you root for a certain cause so much that you lose your sense of where you are, you lose a sense of reality. All it is about is winning and beating the other team. And this applies to anything. It's not just politics. Like, football. Like, if you are such a diehard fan that you can't go, yeah, on the second possession of Auburn's offense, in the, uh, yeah, the second possession Auburn had against LSU, they threw a receiver screen. A little quick pass out. I think, it, I can't remember who caught it. But he made a football move, in my opinion. He caught the ball, tucked it, turned upfield, took two steps, gets hit, ball comes out. Mm-hmm. The referee calls incomplete pass. I'm like, I'm an <laughs> Auburn fan. I'm an Auburn fan, but I'm like, Auburn just fumbled the ball. We got away with that one, boys. Yeah. But there are some fans who go, no, that's an incom- that's, of course that's an incomplete pass. Why would you even suggest it's a fumble, Joey? And so you can get so far gone that you just have no sense of proportion you just or forget. reality. Yeah. You just forget. It's sad. So I'm, I guess there are some, and I can be, I'm a mark for some stuff. Like, I am, I am definitely a mark. Where I, like, every time now these days in wrestling, when The Undertaker comes out, that gong, mm-hmm. yeah the smoke and they're doing this crazy thing with black lights now make him look like a cartoon character it's a monster oh it's epic and other people are like nah it's okay no it's so and i love it and i know that i'm a mark for it so i just give in i enjoy it i'm a mark for prince obviously Uh. i know there's a lot of songs people don't like his that aren't the greatest songs in the world I like his stuff. But it doesn't matter what they think because you're not them. You are you. you got to think for yourself and make your own opinion. Well, and you love, like, Tool. You're wearing a Tool shirt. Mm -hmm. I love it, by the way. People who don't know that's a band. That's (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen him. On the back of his shirt, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrench that says Tool... But it has, uh, what would that be called? It has more than one. Uh, it has a, uh, uh, <laughs> in a open face and then a closed on the other end. But mm-hmm. there's two closed. <laughs> yeah, two closed. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's phallic. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. it's. I mean, this is a shirt from back in the day that you can't get anymore. That's awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fine to be a great fan for things that don't... It's just a matter of taste. Yeah. And you I know. hate... Well, like what you're talking about, I hate it when people... They don't think for themselves. They lose their singularity of being one, and they all everybody turns into a bunch of sheep. 
Yeah. And it's just like, think for yourself. If you make your own opinions and quit using other people's opinions to for what you're thinking, I mean, things may change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I came across in some reading, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the French, uh, but the French have a word for this. Uh, that essentially, or term for this, it essentially translates into w- the wooden tongue. Mm-hmm. That your tongue is so stiff and fixed in its position that you just repeat whatever it is you're a mark for. And I've noticed this so often. It, you know, it's fine for football, whatever. At least, hopefully you don't take it so far that, you know, you have to face a statue or you poison some trees, which has yeah. happened here. Um, but... When it comes to politics, and we're supposed to be deciding the most important things that affect all sorts of people's lives, it's very insidious. Like, it, it kind of grates at me, and I've noticed that in myself, and I've finally sort of excised myself out of being for one team or the other. I still get frustrated. Oh, yeah. I really do. It's like, yeah, Donald Trump, he does stuff I don't like. He's not like, you know, Satan. It's not like when I, you know, sing Highway to Hell. Hey, Satan! <laughs> pay my dues! I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about Satan. Uh-huh. He's not Hitler. Good God. But, he, I mean, and, but I'm more than happy to criticize him on certain things. And, I mean, you got the same thing with Obama, man. I was at a Tea Party meeting. Maybe I was being too young and naive. And Greg spoke. And I... Stood up and they're like, speech, speech, speech. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk. And I was no fan. I still am no fan. I can't really stand Barack Obama because he does this thing. It's so, it's the opposite of Trump. And this nation does this. It's like a pendulum swings back and forth where Trump is brash and shoots from the hip with his language, sometimes should shut his mouth and turn off the Twitter. (laughs) Obama is very calculated and smooth. And so Obama uses the language of this peace and unity and, you know, very massaged language. But he's being just as divisive. Whereas Trump is just divisive right in your face. Oh, yeah. And you might be a fan of one style or the other. You know, the politics aside and the policies aside. But I I saw it with Barack Obama at this Tea Party meeting. And I said, because I think he actually does think this, that he he thinks what he is doing is good for the country. People in the room, and there might be people listening on the radio right now, but people in the room went, boo! I was actually getting booed! I was actually getting booed at a meeting of like, you know, 30-something people. Boo! No, he's not. He doesn't think he's means. He doesn't mean well. He's a secret agent trying to destroy the nation. I'm like, well, but in his mind, I'm like just going back to basic ethics that I was taught, that everybody... When you do something, thinks they're doing something good. Oh. It's very rare that somebody makes a decision going, yeah, I'm being naughty here. I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be evil. Very rare that somebody is evil and is like, yeah, I am evil. There's a few out there. you got to be aware of your actions. Yeah, but most people think they're doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Especially in politics. You get so caught up in the cause. It's like, my cause is just. So you got to break a few eggs. You get caught up. You think you're doing a good thing when you're obviously not. But that hit me because it was in person. You know, it was like, boom. <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 relax. Well, yeah, I think you get. We're just eating some pizza and talking here. I think about you getting booed. I'm like, okay, 500,000 people, you know, and like. 50 of them start booing, not like a crowd of like 25 folks and like boo <laughs> coming out of like That's got to be a crazy feeling. If it's a big group and like you're getting booed, that's probably fun though. Like if you're if you're expecting it, you're kind of looking to get booed, like you're playing the bad guy, that's got to be a lot of fun. It's like ha ha. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna manipulate you people into hating me. Uh huh. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun role to play. That's how my next comedy set's gonna go. It's just gonna be this. this You're gonna bomb on purpose. I'm not gonna bomb, but they're just gonna be bad, like yeah. terribly, like horrible, mean, funny things. I'm yeah. gonna be like, "What's the worst thing I can say that's gonna make you laugh?" Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's interesting to the psychology of crowds. I want to do more reading on it because it's interesting that. When you talk to people one-on-one, or even like in a small group, you can mostly just talk to people. And sometimes you see the remnants of the crowd and whatever they've conformed to in an individual person. But when it's like a group of people together, whether it's a joyous occasion, like some you know music festival, or it's a political rally, or a sporting event, when people get together, number one, that, like it's undeniable when you go to an Auburn football game at Jordan Hare and the eagle starts circling around the crowd, flies down, hits the center of the field. There's an energy in that place, and it's awesome. But that same energy isn't always good. I mean, the eagle's always awesome, but that energy you can feel is like, ooh, this is directed towards like cheering on a football team. That's our ritual to see the eagle fly down. How cool that we've got the Raptor Center here at Auburn. All, there's, it's pride in like sport, and it's a healthy way of using that energy. That same energy, you know, was like the feeling of, let's kill them! <laughs> like the lynch mob energy. Uh-huh. There's something about that mob where people, you lose your individuality. In a way, you're not as accountable. If it's like, just me going and doing something wrong, okay, I might I'd be held responsible. But, And I'm not even talking about, oh, you get caught by the authorities. Like your inner voice, your conscience. Oh, yeah. Your own little Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. in your head. On your shoulder. Yeah. Like when you get into a crowd that has a tendency to melt away, and the crowd tends to behave worse than the individual, in my opinion. And yet, that's how we govern ourselves, by what the crowd, what the mob thinks. And it's getting worse with social media. Oh. It's getting worse. It's, and it's unreal to watch where this world is going. There's great things happening, like great, cool, interesting things happening. But the, mint, the virtual lynch mob out there, thank God we're not actually lynching people. Oh. But, you know, the virtual one, you see, it, like, we've, we think we get better. And hopefully we do. Like, we're not actually watching people get killed by lions in the Roman Colosseum, but we still go watch a horror flick. Instead of lions, it's people, and instead of blood, it's typing. I mean, we still like that stuff. Like, there's some fascination with violence. It's like, no, that's interesting. Like, it's, oh, I'm horrified and disgusted, but I can't look away. It's like when you're driving by a big wreck, and there's like a car upside down. 
and everybody's looking. It's like, you don't want to see, but you're looking because you kind of do want to see. And then when you do see, you, like, cover your eyes with your hands like this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see anything. <laughs> you can't see me. You can't at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's something I want to do more research on, like the mentality of the mob. Because I, I think there's probably a lot of research devoted to it, but... I think it's us at our, our worst. It can be us at our best. Like you feel connected back to like the football game or a great music festival. I've asked people who've gone to those music festivals. What's what is it about? Oh, you lose yourself. It's like the musician or the artist on stage is the the shaman, and you're part of this. You know. One one body of humanity, and then no. everybody there is there for the same reason, right? So you all automatically have one thing in common, which is the music. And then nine out of ten with the music, you also probably have something in common with all the people around you. Mm-hmm. It was like with the Nine Inch Nails concert, and you're trying to buy tickets, you can't buy them online. You had to go uh, and wait in line. And in the disclaimer, it was like, you might actually stand there with people also dressed in black, right. and you might make friends. Well, and then, uh, you know, we've been talking music and sports and all sorts, and politics, but then there's like a true religious setting where, I mean, you get the revival style. I saw some, I didn't re-watch it much, but I saw some report on there are revival kind of style, like, you must uh, for repent, repent, and love, brothers and sisters, love. And it's this guy that we must save Donald Trump uh, from the devil. He's being possessed. Uh, we must save him, pray the devil away. And it was like, what in the world is going on here? And, and it just all this stuff, I'm not crapping on anything. I'm more like, I'm fascinated by it. How we get so caught up in this mentality, like, and it's one thing when you're there in the flesh, you're actually in the stadium, actually at the church. But where do we carry it with us? And there's this mentality out there now. It drives me nuts. For instance, I love telling folks about our sponsors because they help me do this show. They help pay for the show. Mm -hmm. So if you are in the market for a house or you want to invest in a property to rent out and bring some money in by renting it out, you should call Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, 322-0662. You should visit thegoodsongroup.com to see all their listings. And there's all sorts of opportunities out there that they take away a lot of the hassle if you want to rent or buy a property to rent it out, an investment property. And I love his story. Yeah, that show, that's how he changed his life. Yeah, that show, when, when you had him on here, yeah. his well, story Well, and he was here was last night. Too. Was he really? Yeah, we hung out with good old Southern Wood. Oh, Dr. Wood. And, you know, they take away the hassle to where you don't have to manage the property. The Goodson Group can do that for you. And before you even close on the property, before you even own it to rent it out, you will have tenants. They'll look for tenants for you. And if it could work for him... It yeah. work for anybody. Work for anybody. And, and maybe, you know, there are other reasons to call Eddie Bader and work with the Goodson Group. Maybe you just want to buy a home. Your family's growing or you're tired of renting yourself. You know, you can call 322-0662, talk to Eddie, go, you know, grab a slice of pizza and talk out the options, go see homes on the lake, all these things. He's a great dude. He's just a great dude to hang out I with. I haven't get met him, know. but I can't wait. And he's very knowledgeable about the real estate market, as is Bo Goodson. But I can't make you call 322-0662. I'm just saying, if you're interested in buying a home, if you're interested in selling your home, 
you should probably call 322-0662. But I can't make you do it. This is a big point I've been making for the last few weeks. Like, advertising isn't some magical voodoo. It isn't even some, like, deep, like, uh, neuro-linguistic programming. Like, it's not like I can make you go do things. You actually have to be in the market for something. You actually have to be susceptible to something. So, like, with sponsors, I hope people go out and do it. But then I look at what other what people fall for in terms of, like, bad things. I think advertising's great. Here's a product. Here's a service. Hopefully you have that need for that product or service. We're just connecting people with people. But when it's politics, when it's maybe some other agendas, it's more like, hmm, I'm not connecting you with a product or service. I'm connecting you with a cause. A big cause. And a lot of these causes are good in their motivation. They have good intentions. Paving a way to hell. It's either a cause or a cult. Right. A cause <laughs> or a cult. But it often leads people to accept anything. And it drives me nuts. You can't do that. It's where the thinking for yourself comes in. You have to think for yourself. And the reason it drives me nuts is because it does lead to a victim mentality. If the reason... I'm having a hard time is because of other people. Or even worse, the reason I'm having a hard time is because of these systems. It's the government and the church, Seth, that are controlling this world. And no, and I don't, no doubt, the government exists. Other structures and institutions exist. Systems exist beyond our control for one person to change necessarily. But what you can control is yourself is you yes and that's how you can jump out of that knowing what you can control and knowing what you can't and accepting what you can't control and dealing with what you can that's in the serenity prayer i was gonna say that it sounds like something i learned in rehab but that goes all the way back to the ancient greeks i think a stoic named epictetus like it is ancient wisdom and yet we seem to be losing that ancient wisdom kind of ripping our minds apart and putting them back together again to fit some agenda that we've, as individuals, have very little effect on. I don't think we're losing it. People are just not understanding what, how much of a, an effect, I mean, how much of a big power right. it is. Right. And, I mean, who wants to be like everybody else? But you're going to be like everybody else if you don't think for yourself. But then, you know, look at us. We're such individuals up here. But you're a mark for tool. I'm a mark for, you know, Undertaker and Prince. I'm a mark for a lot of things. Yeah. But it's cool. That's, I am what I am. And also, I am a... This is counterintuitive, but I am, in a way, a mark for the crowd and for politics. I don't want to be part of politics. You I don't want to be part of the crowd. But I do want to be kind of in the crowd and watching the political nonsense, the circus... Because it's interesting to me. Instead of being in the crowd, being next to the crowd. Yeah, it's interesting in that day after day, it's frustrating as hell. Bad faith, uncharitable arguments by both sides. Just knock in, knock out, drag out as much as you can to, for that each day in the news cycle to get that little bit of more power to convince the public, to convince the mob that your side's the right one so you can get that little bit of power to do the things you want. And it's so nasty most of the time. It's just nasty. But then it's a really interesting because out of that nastiness, sometimes you see amazing things happen. 
good things happen. So I, George Carlin put it well, is that some of us get a ticket to the freak show, and some of us get a ticket in the front row. And then some of us are in the freak show. Some of us are in the freak show. But as Carlin put it, he said, I'm in the front row of the freak show, especially being here in America, and I get to document it. That's, I think, what I'm a mark for. I love documenting the circus, the freak show, and try not to get caught up in it too much myself. That's where I'm coming from these days. I am crazy tonight, man. I'm delirious. I feel a little delirious. Yeah, we got to hit a break here. If you want to join in on this crazy, weird conversation, it's really more I'm kind of monopolizing the time, actually. But 272-9228. Do you ever feel caught up in the mob with a wooden tongue repeating things that you heard but you don't really know are true, but you kind of believe because you're down with the cause? Or, you know, what is it that you love that you fall for? That's what I'm interested in. Anything a pretty girl tells me. No, you're talking. <laughs> As the song said we came into, if a man is considered guilty for what goes on in his mind, give me the electric chair for all my future crimes. Mm. Joey Clark. Welcome back, folks. Yeah. puts a feeling in the air. It does. I thought you would like this song. So much. This is so you. It's, it's great. Fast fire will rise behind those eyes. Black house will rock. not too early to talk about Halloween, is it? No, never. All right. And I want to tap you for this. As we enter into the month of October, mm. I'm glad we're starting this discussion now because it's already 20th. 20th. Yeah. yeah. So I want to plan something with you. Let's do it live on All right. Here. What are we doing? You, would would you say, are you a connoisseur of horror fl- flicks? Oh, yeah. Scary movies? Yeah, I'm the man when it comes to scary stuff. I mean, but it, there's obviously different subgenres, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm thinking we need to build like a like through the month of October, a day each week where we watch a particular favorite horror movie of yours. And it could be like it's amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. or it could be so bad it's good. B movies, right? And then there's like ghost scary, and then there's but I think we need to come up with a list to where we, you know, at least four of them, mm-hmm. like you assess four Halloween movie picks. All right, they don't necessarily have to be Halloween themed, just. You know what I mean. Scary movies. Scary movies. And, like, we pick a day each week, and we chat about that particular movie. Ooh. Or maybe we do eight, and we talk about two movies in an evening. All right. I'm thinking this would be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Now, off the top of your head, what are some of the movies that are like, this is me? This is like, as Halloween season starts to creep in, what do you put into your VHS players? Yes, we say VHS, and I speak of uh, B-movies, Evil Dead 2. Oh, great one. Evil Dead 2. I got uh, the big skull with the eyeballs tattooed on my leg. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, it was on the VHS tape cover. And that's a strange movie in the sense, I don't, it's essentially a remake of Evil Dead 1. One, yeah. It's the same plot, right? Yeah, they, they um, it was filmed in the woods of Tennessee, and the first one was supposed to be kind of serious. Right, and right. So they did it, and they were like, well, and then part two, they were like, all right, let's do the same thing, but let's make it a little goofier. And they did a great job. If you watch part two, I mean, there's a part where an eyeball flies across the screen and you can see the string. Yeah. No, and I love those movies. And then three, they just jumped the shark. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is hilarious. Oh, it's so good, man. That's a good one. And, uh, it, and I've actually seen those. Uh, those are the I love the campy sort of scary. Oh movies. man, and um, and then they here lately they did uh, Ash vs Evil Dead. Oh, great series. Yeah, the the. They did three seasons of that, and it's over. Yeah. Um, another one I would do is uh, so Natural we'll, Born Killers. So, okay, one week we'll talk about the Evil Dead series in uh-huh. general. We'll do that. Right. We'll have plenty of time to watch all the movies. Yeah. Maybe I'll invite you over, and we'll watch together. We'll I'm actually hang man. out. I'll stop being such a damn hermit. Yeah. I'll, I'll invite you into my... I was about to say invite you into my hole, my hermit hole. <laughs> um, Can I get in your hole, Joey? <laughs> Humble well, abode. It's very uh, capacious. It's, yeah, it's comfy. Um, it's got space. Welcoming. Yeah, well, there's a great, we got a big red couch and big TV. We got a great butt kicking sound system. I'm down, man. We um, Okay. So then the next one is Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of a scary movie, but it's um, I'm always been one for where I I like stuff when they make you root for the bad guy. Have I seen that? That's uh, uh, Mickey Mallory Knox with uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, 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 Juliette Lewis. I'm probably I need to see. Okay, yeah, just seeing the poster, the artwork, um, it's coming back. Robert Downey Jr. Okay, yeah, real good one, man. Okay, so Evil Dead first week. And let's natural born killers will be one of the movies we talk about the second week. Uh-huh. Let's get another one. Um, we're talking scary, so let me think. Uh, there, kind of. You want to go like a slasher? Sure. We gonna go uh, and then slashers. We got uh, Freddy, Michael, Jason. Yeah, we need to do one of those. Uh, oh, um, Freddy versus Jason. Freddy vs. Jason? You mean Freddy vs. Jason? I don't think I've seen that one. Really? I've seen a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I've seen a lot of the classic Halloweens and um, Friday, Friday the 13th. They did good about bringing both of them into the same world. That's and cool. It, and making it reasonable. Well, and it's awesome. Didn't Freddy start out where he was supposed to be the actual big bad in the first movie, but he's so compelling... That it's like, okay, now you're rooting for Freddy Krueger to kill these kids. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how it turned out with Jason and Myers. Yeah, it's kind of like you're rooting for the kids. Okay. And then we'll get into, like, as we get to Halloween week proper. Because I think Halloween falls on a Wednesday. Yes, it does. I I saw this earlier. Yeah. We can maybe do a Halloween night show. (laughs) (laughs) And Halloween's my... I mean, October, I'm in. It's you, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, and it's going to start getting cooler. Not as much swamp ass out there. And I can wear that jacket. 
Yeah. That blazer that I got. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I did see that. That's, that's, that's grown and sexy. It's I more like gray it. than I thought it would be. I really like it. I like it. this. I'm, I'm shifting gears because September, August, September. Oh, really? September has been the recovery month from the bachelor party <laughs> month. Killed me in my pocketbook. And, uh, yeah, just left me dog tired. So October's going to be the bounce back. Really get into the second year of this show. Oh, yeah, Start man. preparing for the rest of this year. Big plans ahead. Um, definitely. Now, Three hours of Joey Clark. Well, maybe. I haven't asked the big boss yet. Let's go ask him. We, we can do it. I'll stand over your shoulder. I, wanna, I, I don't want to just come with him and go, hey, give me more. No, I'm, I'm working on a plan. you got to ask. No, and if he's listening, I'm happy to tell him. I'm actually working on something. I actually want to, if I ever go to him, present something. Yeah. That's a bigger plan, a bigger format. Not just us chatting. That will always be a part of what I do. But I want to create a larger format where we bring in news, pop culture like we're doing, no. and just getting to know people. People over politics. And just people relationships are true bases. Anything great. Yeah, people and and uh, uh, like what you said about the entertainment and whatnot. Yeah, you know. pop culture, entertainment, music, yeah. movies, sports. Of course, politics is the greatest circus on earth. But I, I definitely want to also get into, if we have time, uh, Halloween costume. Ooh. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. My kid's a clown. Okay. Yeah, she's got a nice little, uh, um, some kind of clown thing with a tutu on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, her baby mama got it, you know. And I was like, all right, you do whatever you want to, but right. give me a clown costume. I can make it scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I make baby girl a creepy clown with sad face. Man, you're scaring me now. Oh, Something about awesome. scary clowns is really terrifying to me. And uh, uh, GumpCon is going to be October 20th and 21st. Yeah. And that is awesome. I figured I could throw Rose on my shoulders yeah. and I could put a Jason mask on and we could be Master Blaster from yeah. Thunderdome. I might uh, mark out, wear some NWO stuff, maybe some Wolfpack stuff. Oh, you got go to see Nash. Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. And it's not going to be waiting in line. We get to go hang out with him and talk to him. Yeah, okay, oh. sure. Like last year, they had uh, the Black Power Ranger. Yeah? Uh-huh. Nice. I got to hang out with him, and then afterward, he went to the after party, and, and it was cool, man. Now, I, I might go as some sort of wrestler this year for Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah keep rocked, or something from Game of Thrones. I could pull off Jon Snow with the hair. Uh-huh. I could pull off a Jon Snow. I'll it's be... so basic, though. Yeah. That's pretty basic. But, but hey, yeah. man, the ladies love it. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's, uh, last time you and I were just up here by ourselves and we answered a phone call, it was pretty negative, right? I don't think so. No, but you remember that Mike guy I kept re- calling? Yeah. yeah. It was time. a weird time. Let's see who this is. News Talk, you're on there. Hey, this is Bo. Hey, Bo, what's hey. up, man? Hey, y'all were talking about the uh, serious movies, you mm-hmm. know? I wanted to share two of mine. Okay. Oh. Uh, and, and these are, I, I, I consider them demonic. In other words, You've crossed over into demonic influence when you watch them. All right. The Shining. Oh, mm, good, it. good, scary as hell, man. And last but not least, the Blair Witch Project. That yeah. came to mind. See, that movie I mean, kind of... I mean, I'm getting chill bumps right now just saying that. See, The Shining still scares me. That is a, that's a really well-done movie. Blair Witch is more... I don't know. Maybe so much has come out since that it it, that movie kind of makes me laugh. I've never seen it. Really, never seen it. Wow. Well, well, let me tell you, I don't know that much about witchcraft, but it's all in that 
thing. It's all in that show. It's not. A, I guess it's not a movie. It's a project, whatever, like a documentary. But yeah, it's kind of a mockumentary. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a movie, but it's uh, done in documentary style. And the third one just came out. Okay, I don't think I've only seen the first one, but yeah, I, I like that, that bow. Yeah, the first one is uh, really. I, I I don't know if that that I watched the second one, but the first one, I had I had to kind of like take little breaks in between because it was such. It was it was troubling my spirit so much. Were you watching this by yourself? Uh, I think I, no. I think I had somebody with me, but okay. It, it's still <laughs> like like The Shining. Every time I watch The Shining after after yeah. I uh, watch it, I get I get some of the symptoms that uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, what's it? Uh, Jack Nicholson was was yeah. uh, showing. <laughs> you know, he's like here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not sharing lo- too much love with his wife and that. <laughs> in that ski lodge, you know, he's, he's like, he's like, that's the thing that's possessed him is wanting to take her out and, oh. and the kid, you know? Exactly. Well, Bo, I'm running out of time here, but I appreciate the contribution. Right. Thank you, man. Yeah, I've got it. Because Halloween's on a Wednesday. First week of October, you're free on Wednesdays, right? Oh, man. Can you be free on Wednesdays for the yeah. month of October? Oh, yeah, Wednesdays. I'm always good. Okay. Then Wednesday nights, we'll be talking about scary movies, the Evil Dead series, Natural Born Killers. We'll pick up a few more. We'll, we'll create the schedule. We'll post it. We'll let people know we're chatting about these cool. so they can call in and chat about them as well. And we'll, we'll make a whole deal out of a yeah. countdown to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> it's going to be good, Seth. It's going to be good. Yeah. That's yeah. the one thing I'm good at. Yeah. I love Halloween because it fits with me. No, it fits it's like you I'm, perfect. I am Halloween all year round. Yeah. And then when it gets closer, I'm like, woohoo, I fit in. Now, <laughs> maybe I should go as something slutty. I don't know. That's, yeah, isn't you, that the trend? Hey, man, you, that red dress is all you. I did look good in that dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thank you for listening. This has been the Joe Clark Radio Hour. Thank you, yes. Seth, for joining Thank me. you, man. I'll be back. Oh, tomorrow's Friday! Yeah. yeah! Hey, are you secretly going to invite me? Yeah, probably. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome back. Yay! See y'all uh, tomorrow. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Cry.